Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Yes, we're going to spend some time thinking about the word gathering. As, as, uh, it's one of our values. It's something that we do every week, clearly. But surely it's more than just getting together on a Sunday. Uh, the word gather has quite a lot of uh, facets to it, I think, in the way that we use the word. So we thought of five in particular. And uh, uh, the first one is collection. When we gather things together, we collect them. We bring them together. Now, in fact, pretty much that's, that's how the word is used in all the senses in which we use it. It's about bringing things, drawing things together things that were separate or apart, bringing them together. But we do use it in, uh, with kind of some subtle differences, this word. But this first one is just to bring things together, bring people together, of course, is what we're thinking of in particular. When Jesus started his ministry, one of the first things he did was gather disciples together. Follow me, he said. Follow me. And he went to this quite disparate group of people. Uh, Like today, if he was collecting disciples today, he'd probably collect people from the left and the right ends of the political spectrum. He'd collect leavers and remainers. He'd collect wealthy and poor people. uh, Bank managers and gardeners. I don't know which ones would be richer, but but they would have different, uh, different jobs, different roles in society, different status in the society of the day. He collected them together. um, During the holiday club the other week, we had a game of hungry hippos, human hungry hippos, which was great fun. But you might be familiar with the game where there's just a hole of marbles uh, in the middle and you're you're kind of hammering your button to press the, the hippo out to just grab as many of these marbles as you can. Collecting is not just that. It's not just grabbing as much as you can. That's greediness. Uh, Collecting and gathering in that sense, is purposeful. It's strategic. You're doing it for a reason. Have we got any collectors here? Does anybody collect stuff? Is there, have you got a collection? What have you got? What's he got? What's he got a collection of? Fountain pens. Oh, yes, I've got a good friend who collects fountain pens as well. Good. <laughs> uh, fountain pens. Why? You only need one pen to write. I'm not having a go. It's fine. I'm just. A, but I, I, I'm not a collector. I'm not someone who collects things. But I've got several friends who who do uh, collect records, vinyl records, for example. Uh, just thousands of them, catalogued, in order. Anyway, but he does it not just to do that, but because he values them. They are of value to him. Some of the records are not valuable in the sense that he could sell them for a lot of money, but they are valuable to him. The collection is valuable as well. If you collect stamps, for example, that's a a classic collector's item, you collect them because they are valuable. They're not any use to you particularly, but they are valuable to you. And I think that's the first sense in which I want to think about the word gathering as Christians, that we are gathered because we are valued by God. And the second uh, reason that we gather and the second uh, why, if you like, for gathering is around protection. We've got a short video to watch. Uh, 
Jesus said uh, in Matthew 23, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. So we are gathered and we gather because we are loved, to be loved and to be protected. Um, how are we protected? We frequently recognise, don't we, that being a Christian or if you, if you are a disciple of God uh, this morning, you, you know that that doesn't bring you automatic protection from bad things happening and, and difficulties happening in your life. And it doesn't necessarily mean physical protection either. But what it means is that protection in terms of knowing your relationship with God God is right and that God loves you and that you are protected and loved by him. It comes from that realisation that we are loved no matter what, uh, no matter what we do, no matter who we are, no matter what's going on in our lives, that, uh, that we are loved by God. And, um, and it's, it's a precious and fragile perspective that we have, uh, and one that um, we, we have because it's at the foundation of our community as Christians. So as churches gather all across the world, uh, at their foundation is that love of God, that, uh, that mother hen, if you like, that is, that is calling us in under his wings for protection and for love. Jesus says um, that uh, we are loved because God first loved us. It's how the world will know that we are his disciples, that we show that love. So that love isn't uh, to be kept, as we know if, if we're following Jesus, that love is to be given out. And, uh, and that protection that we feel gives us the courage, if you like, to go out and to show the world that the world is loved by God. Uh, gathering together, I believe, really protects our relationship with God. Uh, and as we may not always know or feel that sort of real love, we get that from those around us, don't we? From our other Christian friends, from, from those in our church families, that we are loved and we are, through the encouragement of each other, we know that we are loved and that we, are, we will not be left uh, to, to do this thing on our own. So protection is a really important part of, um, of why we gather. Another sense in which we use the word together is to learn things. So I gather from what you're wearing that you're going out tonight, Joe. Is that correct? I gather... <laughs> so... <I laughs> um, uh, so it's, it's to learn things, to deduce things from, uh, from bits of evidence that we have. The other day, I was coming home from uh, watching a rugby match at Twickenham, and I was caught in a vast crowd of people, uh, unable to move, and so just uh, I went with a Mark Topley, a friend of mine, and uh, he had his headphones in, uh, obviously not in a chatty mood, and I was not in a chatty mood either. I was just to, stood there reading this book. Uh, how to be right, which I'd like to have think I could have written. But, uh, <coughs> um, but a very interesting book, and I was reading a chapter on Brexit. And as I was reading it, uh, uh, there was a drunk guy behind me looking over my shoulder, and he kind of went, all oh, right, okay, so you're one of those Remainers, are you? So I... And I gather from the fact that you're not arguing with me that I am correct, is what he said. 
So that got me annoyed a little bit because I thought, no, that's, that doesn't make sense at all. So I turned around and said, no, I could agree with you if you're a, uh, if you're a lever. I could agree with you, but in that case, there's nothing to talk about. And his friends were going, leave him alone. He just wants to read his book. So, But anyway, he said, but am I right? So I said, yeah, all right. Yeah, you're right. I, I am a Remainer. Then he's, and he went then to tell me about all the different things that uh, were wrong with my particular point of view. And as he did so, it was quite interesting because I began to gather lots of information about him, uh, about the things, about his values, about the things that he thought were important. Some of the things I completely disagreed with, but I just smugly thought to myself, I know what you're like, I know what you're like. And I just read about people like him in this book. It was, it was, it was really interesting. In the end, he gave me a swig of a port out of his hip flask, so we were friends. That was absolutely fine. Uh, but um, but he, was, he just learned something just from the fact that I was reading a book. And he probably couldn't read it properly himself. I don't, I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean, it's just double vision, probably. What do we learn through gathering together? What do we learn? What evidence is there for us to deduce things from. Well, each one of us is a unique expression of God, of his love, his creativity, his forgiveness, a unique expression of that. And when we gather together, we can learn about God from one another. And that is an invaluable education. Jesus, in the parable of the sheep and the goats, said that what we do or don't do for one another, we do or don't do for God. That's how important that expression of God is in each one of us. A great education. Oh, and I did this before as well. I forgot I've got the next bit. Uh, the fourth idea that we, th that we thought about is Preparation. We use the word to gather when we talk about gathering strength or gathering courage. And we do that for a reason. We're getting ready to do something, to make some kind of great effort at something. But I just found it interesting to, to think about it. I thought, I don't, I don't say I'm going to gather my courage. I'm going to gather my strength. I say I'm going to gather courage. I'm going to gather strength. As if the courage isn't already there within me. It's somewhere outside. I don't have it, I need it, and I get it from somewhere else. It's there, and if I can just gather it to myself, then I can make use of it. Well, of course, that is the truth, actually. The courage and the strength is not within me. And I look in the Bible, search, gather strength, nothing. Gather courage, nothing. God is my strength everywhere. God is my strength God is my courage, and that is the preparation for the great effort, I suppose. So, uh, so that's another way in which we use the word gather, is in terms of preparation for something. So why do we need God's strength? Well, another reason that we gather is around transformation, and actually uh, being together, uh, if you think about... Um, uh, 
becoming stronger and faster and gaining momentum. Uh, gathering are, momentum. Sorry, gathering, yes. <laughs> gathering momentum. Um, we, we gather speed and momentum and, and we become transformed as, as we do that. We are called, aren't we, to be salt and light as those that know God. We're called to be salt and light, uh, both of which are agents of transformation. So I'm going to just read to us from Matthew 5 from the message version. I love this. It says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. So our own growth as we gather together, and uh, more dramatically, our own transformation as we're on this journey of faith together, uh, is that we will bring about transformation in others. So as we are transformed, other people will see God's love and will see change happen, and momentum will be gathering as Christians come together. If we uh, truly understood that, what, what an amazing difference we would be making. So from gathering how much that we are truly loved by God uh, and gathering the implications of that, we then gather the resources that we need. So as we meet together, as the church worldwide meets, we are gathering uh, momentum and, and bringing about transformation in our local communities, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, uh, in the world as well, as we understand God's strength uh, and God's power working in and through us. God is, as we read in Matthew 5, the generous Father in heaven. And, uh, and so he desires that we, as we gather together, it brings about that transformation uh, that, that makes a real difference uh, for, for each of us as individuals as we grow and, uh, and influence the world around us, which are our other two values, and we're going to be looking at those over the next couple of Sundays. So as we uh, finish our time together today, we're just going to read from Acts 2. Uh, the early church obviously modelled what, uh, what church could be. And uh, as they gathered at the end of after, you know, Jesus had ascended and they, they were gathering together um, and they were working out what this was all about. Incredible things were happening. And that sort of power of being together uh, was making a, a big difference. So up on the screen, we've just got Acts 2. Uh, here And this is what it says about the early church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled in awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved.
As we gather, do we have a sense of that, a sense of that excitement, a sense of that purpose, really, that's contained in our gathering together? One of the, I've been reading uh, recently Pete Gregg's book, How to Pray, and we're going to be looking at prayer in the autumn and, uh, and also, sort of, uh, also doing the prayer course, which is really exciting. So look out for that. But in his book, he talks about the, um, the, the Lord's Prayer and how actually that's a prayer um, that's sort of said together, really. It's, uh, it's a collective prayer. He talks about our Father in heaven. And, um, and so I thought to end with what, what would be good would be for us to pray that prayer together as a community, as a gathering, um, as we're here in this place and uh, one of the things that Pete says in his book is that we all need the encouragement the challenge and the discomfort of active participation in a local worshipping community we all need the encouragement the challenge and the discomfort of active participation in a local worshipping community we need each other we're better together and that's why we gather For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.